I've heard many people um, who have a devotion to Father Capon say, you know, why, I wonder, has God chosen this moment um, of all other moments to uh, allow Father Capon's body to come back to Kansas? And I, I can't help but agree with the collective conclusion that um, it's what we need right now. That we we need uh, we need heroes, and we need inspiration, and we need examples of heroic faith and heroic virtue. The Gospel of John begins with the following: In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Words are very important, and this week we are joined by someone whose career is defined by words. Jack Corbell's love for the Word and his work with speech and language was the catalyst to his song that celebrates Father Capon's homecoming. This week, we are happy to bring you the first episode of a new series here in the Foxhole, Father Capon Comes Home. With each episode over the next several weeks highlighting different aspects of the return of Father Capon's mortal remains here to Kansas and the culmination of his funeral mass on September 29th. Inspired by Servant of God, Father Emil Capon, thank you for joining in another holy conversation to strengthen our faith. This is Jason Searle, Chairman of Capon's Men. Welcome to the Foxhole. Jack Corbell, welcome to the Foxhole, my friend. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. Well, it is our honor to have you here, and you are a friend of Father Capon, a friend of Capon's men, and I'm going to start with uh, the pilgrimage, because I know this is, you went this year for your second time. I, unfortunately, had to cancel late in in it a little bit, but talk to us a little bit about, first, why you went the first time, and tell me a little bit about this second time, since I wasn't there. Sure. The the first time I went on the the Father Capon pilgrimage was uh, nine years ago. And it's when it was still a three-day affair. Now it's uh, it's four days, which um, I think worked out really well for me because the first time I did it, I was in my mid-30s, and now I'm in my mid-40s. So um, I, I appreciated the extra day. <laughs> but um, I, you know, I went on it because I um, I had really developed a devotion to Father Capon, and I felt like. Um, going on the pilgrimage was something that I could do um, to help increase awareness of his cause uh, for sainthood and also um, as a way to enter into prayer for uh, three days the first time and four days the second time um, and get away from the distractions of you know my day-to-day routine and um, put myself in a place where I could really focus on, on prayer. Well, Jack, I, uh, it's probably my fault that we have a, a four day pilgrimage cause I could not have done that walk in three days. It is exhausting. <laughs> so it's pretty for those, Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough, but it's beautiful. The, I mean, I would do it a thousand times over and I'm certainly planning next year to do it. And I'm going to get to the big reason we have you on the podcast today but we don't, I don't do a very good job introducing our guests. I always like to let them introduce themselves. So I jumped right into the pilgrimage. But let's, let me back up a little bit. Tell our audience who you are um, and kind of 
how the Lord has spoken to you and maybe even how you came to know the Lord. Um, and you said mid forties. So you're a little bit younger than me. So talk okay. to me. Well, so I, I'm a singer songwriter. Um, that's my, my part-time gig. I'm a, my, my main job is I'm a speech language pathologist. Um, but I have a love for language and a love for words, which, um, in addition to a love for music, inspired me to become uh, the best lyricist that I could be. So my my songs tend to be very uh, lyric centered. Um, I uh, I went to college as an English literature major for my um, undergraduate degree um, because I listening to the, the the songs of Paul Simon, who's my favorite songwriter. I felt like there was no way I could even get close to writing that way unless I studied literature and poetry specifically. Um, and, and, uh, it was a, it was a great experience. Um, I graduated, um, and I went to my college advisor and said, well, what do I do now with this English literature degree? And she said, get a master's degree in something else. <laughs> and so, uh, um, that's eventually I became a speech language pathologist because my love of communication and my love of the word and, you know, our, the gospel, especially the gospel of St. John refers to Jesus as the word. And I love how, um, Jewish tradition and by extension, our, our Catholic Christian tradition holds the word as something that's sacred something that differentiates, differentiates us from um, the animals, really, in the sense that we, we have this communication that, that God gave to us. And it's such a holy thing, the, the word, communication, that St. That John describes Jesus in this way. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So um, I, tried, I try to keep in mind that words are... Um, are sacred. And in my better moments, um, I use, I use words well. All right. Well, I know there's somebody listening. If they know me knows you love Paul Simon. I like Kanye West. Uh, (laughs) You love poetry. I love poetry. So I, I feel like music has this ability to communicate within communication. It's, I'm fascinated by people who can do it well. And it sounds like you can. So I want to know, uh, for the sake of this conversation today, and I want to make sure we, we give enough time to it, Father Capon, and you'll hear Jack say Capon, uh, it's not that one of us is right and one of us is wrong, it's that both of us are right, uh, which makes it fun the way we pronounce his name. But talk to us a little bit about how you met Father Capon, uh, and I know there's some story of a, a picture, uh, maybe that, that you saw a picture and it kind of got you interested in his story. H- how did that develop for you? Oh, sure. Well, I, you know, I, uh, um, I was baptized in the Catholic church and, um, uh, went to Catholic school the first couple of years and received first Holy communion. Um, but then when my mother remarried, uh, when I was about 11, we stopped going to mass altogether and went to a Baptist church with my stepfather. And it wasn't until I was 25 that after a lot of searching, that I ended up um, returning to um, the Catholic Church and uh, went through RCIA because I had never been confirmed. Um, And shortly after that, in the early 2000s, I was at this bookstore in Wichita, Kansas called Eighth Day Books. 
really remarkable store. And um, on the little table where they have a coffee pot and, um, and some, you know, snacks and that sort of a thing, they had a book about Father Capon. And um, it had this iconic photograph of, of Father Capon saying mass in the field using the, the, uh, the hood of his Jeep as the altar. And the photograph was taken by Colonel R.A. Skihan. And um, it also features um, Father Capon's chaplain's assistant, um, Private First Class Patrick Schuler, who um, is kneeling as, as Father Capon is saying Mass. And I was just struck by how iconic that photograph is. And I, I felt compelled to know more about Father Capon and about his story. And I think it really speaks to the power of the arts, like how a photograph can, you know, be the catalyst for such a, um, a, a devotion because I, the the more I started to learn about Father Capon's life, the more, the more I felt devoted. The more I felt I was all in. Tell me a little bit about uh, Jack, if you don't mind, how uh, how Father Capon speaks to you. Because I, I really, I think that it's important here. Because we're going to get to the song that you wrote. But before we get there, like, what did it, what came up in you as you saw the photo, learned more about his life, and what appealed to you directly as a father? Um, and as a man in this world? I think first, uh, Father Capon's example of heroic virtue was the, the first thing that stood out to me. Um, I, in that photograph and in uh, the books that I read about him after I saw the photo, I just learned how he, he spent himself for, uh, for God and for his neighbors. And um, I... I think that if if we can, you know, you and I as and, and other men in the church can can follow that example to spend our lives as um, Father Capon did for God and for neighbor, then um, I, I think we'll we'll see our own lives, our own families, our own communities transformed. So Jack, clearly the, the story of Father Capon, the photo of Father Capon, it brought up in you a desire to take the gifts that God has given to you uh, and to to really share those with the world through writing an incredible song about Father Capon. And those listening to the podcast, you'll hear the song at the end of this podcast. But before we do that, Jack, I want to break open the song and the poetry behind the song and just what the Lord spoke to you through it. Because I believe that songs... Uh, are not necessarily written, but God wrote it on your heart, and then you just shared it with the world. So talk to us a little bit about how you did it, why you did it, and let's break open the song a little bit. Certainly. So, I, you know, a lot of the details in the song and in the lyrics had been, I think, uh, percolating for, for many years uh, within me. And um, what really, I think, served as as the, the spark that you know, kind of brought everything together was the news that, um, against all odds that father Capon's body, um, had been identified. And I had such a powerful, uh, emotional reaction when my wife told me that news. And I, 
I'm glad I was by myself. She sent me a text message and I, I was by myself and I, I just wept. And, um, you know, the following Sunday, our, our pastor, um, announced at mass that, uh, that his body had been recovered. And I was, I was glad that I had had some advanced warnings so that I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, you know, weep in front of everyone, um, in mass. Um, but so maybe it might be helpful if I just kind of talk about the, you know, the lyrics verse by verse. So the first verse, the lyric goes, um, Father Capon, you remember what it's like down here on earth, on the country roads of Pilsen, in the farmland of your birth, how we scrape and how we toil just to grow our daily bread and to save a little money once we're sure that our kids are fed. And so that first verse, I wanted to establish some details about Father Capon's life, that he grew up in rural Kansas, that he was accustomed to um, hard work, that his, family's, that his family had to, had to scrape to, uh, to get by. Um, and I'm not a farmer myself, but I kind of establish a character in that first verse that's not me. So part of the song is directly from my experience and part of it is not. So, I mean, I'm not a farmer. I don't grow, I don't grow wheat, but in a sense, I think it's a a universal context because we all, um, we all have to work and there's dignity in work, but it's hard. (laughs) And, um, so no matter what our field of endeavor, um, we can, we can relate to, you know, to scraping and toiling to, uh, to provide for our families and to do what God has, has made us to do. So the second verse, um, it says, um, on our mantle is a photo that I know I'll always keep. You're saying mass out in the field and the altar is your Jeep. So many miles for your soldiers in the dust and in the mud so that the bread would be his body and the wine would be his blood. So in that verse, I am um, establishing a connection to the photograph that we've talked about. Um, And we do actually have that photograph on our mantle. So I'm starting to move into a more personal reflection in that second verse. Um, And then talking about the context of the picture and about the sacrifices that Father Capon made as a chaplain, um, how he spent himself to provide the sacraments, to provide spiritual instruction, to provide solace, and an example to the men that he served, that he called his boys. Uh, The third verse of the song um, goes into a, a very personal experience that you've alluded to. And it says, my baby boy was in the NICU when we named him after you. All November and December, begging God to see him through. Those eight weeks have made me certain, no matter what they say in Rome, you're a saint whose intercession helped to bring my baby home. And... um so my my son, my wife and I had decided to name him after Father Capon, and then uh, ten weeks um, before he was due, uh, my wife had um, 
a very severe uh, medical issue. And um, uh, I, we went to the hospital and uh, the doctor said, you know, I think that this is going to require surgery, but I'm going to go home and we'll see how you're doing in the morning. Uh, he came back that evening and said, I just had, you know, a feeling, something I felt like was telling me that I needed to come back. And as I've come back and looked, we, we need to operate immediately because you were um, maybe a few hours away from dying. And uh, so he said, now I need you to know that there's a 5% chance that as a result of this surgery, this emergency surgery, that your baby might be born prematurely. Uh, so they, they went through with the operation and um, in the next day, my, my son was indeed born uh, 10 weeks early and spent uh, eight weeks in the NICU. And during that time, um, you know, we, we, we asked for Father Capon's intercession day and night. And, um, uh, you know, we had his photograph taped to the, the isolate and then to the crib. And, um, and my son eventually came home and he's, he's great. There's no, um, there's no sign that he was ever born prematurely or in the NICU. And we're incredibly grateful. And I, I do believe that, that Father Capon's intercession had something to do with that. All right, Jack, Jack, that's a, that's a whole handful of solid, powerful stuff going on there. <laughs> so I, I'm going to ask you a couple things just cause I, I've been itching to ask, but it, you, you, you start the song and w with the idea that you kind of already canonized them. And that's the church is interesting because, you know, we don't make people saints. They were saints when they were on this earth, right? Mm -hmm. The church just recognizes what they've done. And I think you even imply early on, like looking down from heaven on what we're doing um, down here on this earth. But then you move into solid theology around body and blood of Jesus and the, the, the Eucharist and that, that uh, Jeep. And then you, this personal touch of your son. Um, so I, I know that uh, for you and for those listening, a lot of people are carrying heavy stuff. And we don't often hear stories of prayers answered. Um, I feel like at this point in the world, all we hear about is prayers not answered. So what do you say before we finish this, this song? What do you say to people um, in your network when they're struggling with some big stuff? Do you encourage them to invite Father Capon in? And how do you ask them to do that? Or how do you, if you do, how do you encourage them to do it? Um, I, you know, I, I have encouraged, um, you know, friends and family to ask for, for Father Capon's intercession. Um, I, part of what I do is I share the experience that I've had um, and how I believe that his, his prayers, his intercession um, have helped me and my family. And, um, you know, one thing that I, <laughs> that I've done is I've mailed people copies of, um, books about, um, Father Capon, um, to read. Um, a really great one is, uh, the miracle of Father Capon. Um, it's, it's not terribly long and it's, um, it's just really well written and well researched. And, um, you know, I, I've mailed that to people and said, you know, I've, I've asked for Father Capon's intercession in my life, and I think that, that his prayers might make a difference for you too.
So have you, um, uh, is there a fourth verse of the song? I'm, I'm, it's, yes. Okay, so, so talk to me a little bit about that fourth verse because I'm fascinated by, by poetry and by people who can do it. So tell me about how you, you, you you've opened up a big old can of uh, beauty here in this song. So, so tell me how you're going to close it down because I want to hear the end. Well, so the, the, the final verse of the song um, deals with the news that, that Father Capon's um, uh, body has been identified. And it said, um, well, the news, it struck as lightning, spread like fire across the plains, that the army really done it, finally found your lost remains. I suspect that you in heaven, and I'm sorry, I suspect you saints in heaven have not a care about your bones, but for those of us in Kansas, we need to bring your body home. So I'll be praying at St. Mary's when they bring your body home. All right, now you, you, you've taken us all the way to the place, right? You took us to the spot where we all remember where we were standing when we heard. You mentioned tears, and I have to be honest with you, for 20 years I've been talking about Father Capon and all the work I've been doing. So tell me, what does the body coming home mean to the people of Kansas? And I know you're aware of this um, as well, but even to the church in the United States right now, at a time where despair seems to be the the rule of the day, how does this give hope to the church in the United States, to the church in Kansas, and to you personally? I, I think it's incredibly inspiring. Um, and I think it's a moment where um, it, it's, a, it's a flash, I guess, that, that shocks us out of our, um, our cynicism, out of our, as you mentioned, our despair, as to the you know the the events of the world uh, as they are right now, um, and I think that for for me it you know it's energizing and it it helps to renew renew my hope. And I've heard I've heard many people um, who have a devotion to Father Capon say, you know, why I wonder has God chosen this moment um, of all other moments to uh, allow Father Capon's body to come back to Kansas. And I, I can't help but agree with the collective conclusion that um, it's what we need right now, that we, we, need, uh, we need heroes, and we need inspiration, and we need examples of heroic faith and heroic virtue. And, um, you know, I, I, I believe that, you know, Father Capon is in the presence of, of God Almighty in heaven and that his bones are, are not much of a concern to him. But it means so much to us because we are um, tactile creatures. We're flesh and blood. And we need, we need things like the sacraments, for instance. And we need um, to be able to touch and feel things. And... Um, so to be able to, you know, to have his remains come home and, you know, to be able to go to the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception, to St. Mary's, and to touch that crypt and to, to be able to pray uh, for Father Capon's intercession, I think it's just, it's a powerful thing. And I think, I, I can't help but believe that God knows that that's what we, we need right now. 
Yeah, I think for anyone listening, some of you may be inspired to write songs. Some of you may be inspired to gather guys around to have a cup of coffee and just walk with your friends in the world and help uh, be bearers of hope. But I think what you're seeing, if you're paying attention right now, is that Jack is a person of prayer um, in the church who was inspired by Father Capon and has used his gifts and talents to, to gift an incredible song to the world. So, Jack, as we move now toward the end of our time together, uh, we've talked about Father Capon coming home. We've talked about your song. We've talked about pilgrimage. How about, I know you have four kids, and I have six, so between the two of us, we have a, you know, we could play basketball against each other, <laughs> five on five. Um, but I want you to speak to the men listening just about really whatever's in your heart. Like, how, how would you speak to the average guy today who's getting up, going to work, listening to this podcast? How would you give him some encouragement? You know, I think Father Capon's a great example of how to um, to do your duty wherever you may be in life, that you don't have to be a chaplain or a priest. You don't have to be in the military to to live out a life of, of virtue, a life of faith, a life of service to God and to neighbor. And um, I think that, you know, Father Capon's greatness didn't, just happen when he was in Korea. It took um, many, many little acts of faith and acts of um, devotion and choices that formed his character starting as a boy. And I, I tell myself this regularly, that there are no great acts. There are only small acts done with great love. And that's basically, I think, to paraphrase Mother Teresa, but that whatever your task is in life, um, do it as if you're doing it in the service of Christ himself, because these little acts matter. Father, Father Capon could not have ministered to his boys the way he did in the prisoner camps if he had not spent a lifetime making these small decisions, making these, these small choices that formed his character so he was ready in that moment to to live that that life of of heroic virtue and so there there are no wasted moments there are no wasted minutes um father uh, curtis hecker was the the priest who was on this last pilgrimage the entire time he's the chaplain at uh father at uh, capon high school in wichita and one of the things that he said was that um your goal should not be to get into purgatory. He said, I hear so many Catholics that say, I just want to make it into purgatory. He said, your goal should be a saint. And when you die, you want to go straight to heaven. And it's, it's all these, these little choices that, that lead to that. So if you're a husband, if you're a father, if you're single, it, it doesn't matter. What, what matters is that you recognize in each moment you, you have a choice to grow in virtue or or not. So there you have it. That's a pretty solid challenge from an accomplished sound a songwriter, songwriter uh, and friend of Father Capon, and that is to make the ordinary extraordinary, to stay in the moment and to choose virtue over and over again. And what happens is you stack this. And as Father Curtis said, I love Father Curtis, um, at the end of this thing, you go before God and you're welcomed home. And then, like you've said a couple times on this podcast, Father Capon's remains coming home are not for him. They're for us. They're to show us 
and and to give us an example of someone who did it. So Jack, it's been an honor to pray with you. It's been an honor to be with you on the podcast today. I want to invite you to pray us off the podcast, if you don't mind. And I want to assure you and your family of our prayers. And I just want to thank you from Capon's Men uh, for the song and for letting us use the song and for letting us hear the song and for letting us see behind the veil a little bit into your heart. Um, because we feel, I could never put in words what Father Capon means to me, or at least in poetry. And I just thank you for doing that for me. Well, so let's pray. Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for your servant, Father Emil Capon. Thank you for his heroic example of how to spend our lives in your service and in the service of our neighbors. God, please give us the grace, strength, the courage, and the wisdom to follow you as Father Capon followed you. We thank you for the recovery of Father Capon's earthly remains, and we ask that they may be an inspiration to the faithful. And we ask, if it be your holy will, that Father Capon will be officially declared a saint by your holy Catholic Church. Above all, thank you for your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, whose perfect life, death, and resurrection reconciles us to you. Like Father Emil Capon, may we be faithful soldiers in your service. I ask all of this in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Capon, you remember what it's like down here on earth. On the country roads of Pilsen In the farmland of your birth How we scrape and how we toil Just to grow our daily bread And to save a little money Once we're sure that our kids are fed On our mantle is a photo that I know I'll always keep You're saying Mass out in the field And the altar is your Jeep So many miles for your soldiers In the dust and in the mud So that the bread would be his body And the wine would be his blood my baby boy was in the NICU When we named him after you All November and December Begging God to see him through Those eight weeks have made me certain No matter what they say in Rome You're a saint whose intercession Help to bring my baby home Well the news, it struck as lightning Spread like fire across the plains That the army'd really done it Finally found your lost remains I suspect you saints in heaven 
have not a care about your bones, but for those of us in Kansas, we need to bring your body home. So I'll be praying at St. Mary's when they bring your body home. Jack. Thank you so much for coming into the foxhole and expounding upon your song for us, as well as your love for Father Capon. I have to share with everyone listening that when the song was mostly completed, but not yet fully recorded, Jack actually reached out to share a preliminary recording with me. And he did this not primarily because of my role with Father Capon's cause, but because he had heard that I had a daughter in the NICU at the moment. So not only was my first lesson a very profound and intense one, but it is also a striking example of how Jack shares his love for Father Capon and his belief that Father Capon intercedes in people's lives. The challenge this week, as we begin this Father Capon Comes Home series, is to listen to Jack's song and to call to mind how Father Capon has been impactful in your life, and then take the time to talk to him again and ask him to be present at this current moment in your life to help you follow Christ as he did. We can sure to expect that in our own lives there will come a time when we must make a choice between being loyal to the true faith or of giving allegiance to something else which is either opposed to or not in alliance with our faith. O God, we ask of Thee to give us the courage to be ever faithful to Thee. Blessed are they who suffer persecution for justice' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. May the blessing of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon all of you. Amen. <laughs>